The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. Love and let's go. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power. Hi, welcome to the Port Adelaide preview podcast for the week one final against Geelong to be played on Thursday night at Adelaide Oval. I'm Portia and joining me as every week is Macca. Macca, how are you? Mate, excited, nervous, anxious, the works. Bring it on. Fantastic. And look, I mean, taking a break from his uh, Brendan IFG 50-game victory tour uh, is Rick as well. Rick, how are you? Woohoo! Have you admitted that I am the best talent spotter going around <laughs> yet? And the much better than the your kind self? I mean, honestly, this is like the way that you managed to spot that talent in Brendan Archie is absolutely phenomenal because, I mean, it's really hard out there to just pick an actually good player. But to pick a player who'll be mediocre but still hit 50 games, even at a second club, is just absolutely top tier talent scouting. And honestly, I don't think anyone else could match you in that particular field. Rick. Thank you very really. much. Thank you very much. Hey, I called it. I said he would. You you didn't think he would, and he got there. I, why West Coast carried him all year, I don't know, but I'm happy, I'm happy for it. I'm happy for it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Guys, is this the first time this year that uh, all three of us have been together in the one podcast? Yes, yes it is. This has got to be the best threesome in Australia right now. Yes. Whatever Jeff was doing. Yes, it is. So, are you willing to take me on the the counter bet, Porsche? What was that? That uh, Butters won't be a two hundred game player for Port Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. What's the bet? Obviously, uh, obviously, we have to make sure that we guarantee that we're going to live for another eight years for, to probably see that happen. But, um, and who knows, in this crazy world, but uh, okay. I know. What is the, uh, the, the... The loser has to buy the winner fish and chips from Macca at Soto's. Uh, You're assuming we'll still have the shop in eight years. It's true. Oh, yeah. I'm looking I'm, after I'm it. I'm happy with maintaining the box of tea bit myself. Hmm. Oh, what about a bottle of wine for me? All right, sounds good. Deal. Done. 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 No more. No more than the value of fifty dollars. There you go. We'll yep. keep it. We'll keep it modest. Oh, okay. done. Sounds good. He won't. Done. I guarantee you, he won't be a two hundred game Port LA player. Well, well that's sad, reckon? Rick. That is pretty sad. <laughs> that's pretty sad, dude. <laughs> well, I'm saying he'll be a high impact player. I just think he'll either move or he will. Um, he'll be. Uh, he'll be injured. His no, slender fame. So it's all injury. But uh, yeah, anyway, we'll see. Mm. Yeah. Moving on, to, moving on to the hot topic of the week. Um, I saw Jack Watts has retired, which is yeah, very sad. But also, Jack Watts has got in the news immediately after retirement, or did it happen coincidental to it? <laughs> I think it might have caused the retirement. I don't know. It's, uh... <laughs> it may have done. Seems a, a little bit too coincidental to me, but uh, good on you, Jack, for a, a great career, and uh, he can now go and enjoy all the swimming and, uh, and breast that uh, you know, he can in retirement. Yeah, well, look, I mean, he's uh, just having one last dip in the spotlight before he gets out all together, I suppose, but uh, way to go. It's just certainly uh, yeah, a strange one. He, he, made, he made a real tit of himself, let's face it. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, this is a private, simple thing. 
now, is it? That's what I would think. Yeah. Oh, and it's now, yeah, clearly. But, um, yeah, gosh, the timing. Isn't that strange? Uh, and, it is uh, strange. Just like, uh, just like everything else, I guess his career at Port Adelaide just didn't end up working out, did it? Much like his career at Melbourne, you know, showed signs, then he got injured and then just didn't come back. So it's very unfortunate. Yes. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, but uh, look, I mean, yeah, wish him all the best. But uh, on the other hand, yeah, okay. But I guess I mean, between uh, him retiring and I think we've just did Grundy, we've re-signed Pacini. Uh, we've probably got room for another tall back when you think in this year's off-season, so it'll be interesting to see what we do with that. I would think so, yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, apart from that, I guess there's a little bit you can talk about. I don't, I haven't really been following it all that much, but uh, the Brad Crouch, is that still... What do you reckon, Macker? Is that still on? It's on like Donkey Kong, mate. It is on like Donkey Kong. Whether he ends up here, I don't know, but uh, we're in it. We're in it to win it. And I would love him. I would love Crouch here. Do you reckon is the price it... has gone down? I, I hope so. Well, you, you've tra- you're <laughs> even even if it's just gone down the price of a baggie, like, still down. <laughs> but you're, you're losing one nose blower to gain another one, so it all <laughs> evens itself out, right? <laughs> That's it. One for one. Has to happen now. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, look, um, I just guess we'll jump into talking about Geelong first of all. Geelong. Finals. Uh, yeah. Finals. Before we get finals. started, how are we feeling about finals? We're here. We're finally here. Uh, I don't know. Like it's, it's against Geelong, Macca. I, I don't know about anyone else, but uh, like for me, it's like okay, we know we're in finals when we beat Geelong in the first final. That's kind of when I all feel that we were in finals. But until then, it's like eh. <laughs> Look, we've played finals three times in the past, and you know the first one was obviously the qualifying final in 2004 where we mm. blew them away in the first quarter, you know, and, uh, and dominated that game. That was a great game. And obviously there's the, uh, the grand final that we don't want to talk about. And then the semifinal um, in 2013 when we were just about running on empty and uh, found ourselves four goals up at half time, but uh, unfortunately couldn't, uh, couldn't hold on for the win that day. But I'm looking at the list of our games against Geelong at the moment and... Um, you know that qualifying final against Geelong in two thousand and four. That was uh, that was a long time ago now. That was a long time ago, and uh, sadly, we've only beaten them three times since. Yeah, three three yep, times absolutely. in sixteen years. That is nuts. So this is the perfect opportunity to end the drought, to get back on a positive run against Geelong. I reckon. And look, I mean, I guess that's, that is also influenced by the fact, I don't have the stat for this exactly on my on, on my fingertips, but uh, we have played them at Cardinia Park either once or once a season every year, pretty much during that entire period. So, yeah. you know, I, we don't often get the return game, but we definitely get the Cardinia Park trip, and it seems like we do that every year. So uh, that plays a factor as well. The tide has turned a little bit. Like, we've played them... Uh, five of the last seven times we've played them have been at Adelaide Oval. So that's mm. nice. Mm. But there, there certainly was a run where uh, we played them something like six or seven times in a row whilst they were, you know, just about the greatest team of all time and we were struggling to even survive. So uh, that, wasn't, uh, that wasn't a nice period. No, no, no certainly not. What about, what about their age, like being the oldest team coming into finals, do you think that could work against them as well? 
Yes. I uh, look, I kind of think it can because of how they're playing. Uh, I guess we'll go into that. So, um, Geelong, they're fourth in the ladder. Uh, they've had four wins in the last five. And you look statistically at Geelong, and they look like a top four side. So they're first for kicks, marks, goals, and goal assists, which if you're looking for, like, the really basic key indicators, they all say that your team is doing well. Um, but it's a very system-based game plan that they're playing. Um, interestingly, though, when you're looking at the statistics, the main interesting thing about it is what opponents manage to do against Geelong. And here's the thing, like, we, we think we've done pretty well finishing top of the ladder, but when you look at what Geelong have got statistically against them, uh, they have conceded the fewest kicks, marks, disposals, contested possessions, uncontested possessions, and contested marks. So they're controlling the ball. They're playing really strong possession football. Mm. And when you take into account what you just mentioned there, Rick, about the age of the team and the fact that they are playing extremely possession-based football, um, I don't know. That's not really finals football, is it? Well, it didn't work for Port Adelaide in the early 2000s with Choco, did it? Yeah, and he had to tweak his game plan in 2004. And, you know, we were like the Sydney and the Collingwoods back then that really hustled the uh, the Port Adelaide chippy-chippy game style and it broke down in finals under the under pressure. So, um, and that was and before we started, we were I was saying that, you know, the, the, the loss we had to Geelong was an anomaly, like... We were sold so much candy that night and we looked flat as a tack and we had no pressure whatsoever. So, you know, we deserved to get smashed. And I think that was an anomaly game. And I, I find it highly unlikely with the break that we're going to be lethargic coming out um, tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, and look, I mean, it's interesting when you're, again, going through the stats. The interesting thing, if you're looking for one main point of difference between Port Adelaide and Geelong, and it's very extreme, which is that Port Adelaide have the most clangers against. So it says that we are forcing errors. We are forcing the most errors of anyone in the, in the league. Geelong have the 18th clangers, most clangers against. So basically they are forcing less errors than any other team in the competition over the course of the full season. Because they're playing that position football. They're not playing contested football. It really, to me, this is what this is saying to me, is that we're playing the good contested football that uh, forces people to play under high pressure. We've been playing finals football all year, maybe. Mm. And maybe we're more ready for it than Geelong are. Yeah, I think so. Look, as you said before we started, Rick, they've not got a good record in finals in recent years. Since their 2011 premiership, they've only won four finals and they've lost 11 in that time. And that's even uh, despite the fact that they finished top four. This is the sixth time they've finished top four in that period of time. Um, Mm. So they, you know, they're, they're under the pump. You know, they've, They've got a lot to prove this year um, because their run of top four finishes isn't going to last forever. And, uh, you know, this might be their last time to uh, have a real serious crack at a premiership with the likes of Hawkins and Selwood and Ablett and those old old school heads. A little bit Neil Craigish. I think I said that when we talked about Geelong earlier this year. But, uh, yeah, mm. a little bit Neil Craigish in terms of they're just a really good system side. And system sides can beat shit teams really well. Um, but when it comes to high-pressure games against high-quality opponents, that's probably when they start slipping. And that's probably why Geelong's fourth instead of first, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Look, I think um, it's just an intriguing battle because obviously we've only played one final series in the last six or seven years. And uh, yeah. that, did, that didn't finish well. And um, so we're the great unknown at this point. You've got guys like Rockliffe who haven't played finals. Um, you know, we're relatively youngish compared to Geelong, I think. Um, 
and both teams kind of line up pretty similar. So it's going to be a really intriguing battle to see how this one unfolds. Yeah, like, like you said about the teams lining up pretty similarly, the interesting thing is that you can have teams that line up pretty similarly, but they have just such opposite game plans. That's, that's mm. what's going to be really fascinating about it. Like just for the taking the people out of it, just taking the battle of the strategies. And God, I hope our coaches are actually on the ball. Mm. <laughs> well, they're taking well, a bit the of a gamble they're with bringing back Ablett and Selwood, two older players uh, simultaneously as well. They could, they could go either one or two ways for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I look. I mean, I remember. But look, I, I still remember from two thousand and seven when going to that grand final. We we're talking about our oh, Geelong bringing in these older players or players that are coming off the injury. Like they were carrying a lot of injury grand playing players. They brought a couple back. I think they brought King back, wasn't it, from injury? And he was injured previous to that. And mm. I don't know. Like when you've got a system, you can probably get away with a bit of that. It's really going to come down to can we break them and where can we find the weaknesses in their side to break. I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, speaking of which, we have got some tools for that. Uh, we'll go to, to selections now. So uh, we've got a few ins and outs, thankfully. Actually, we're actually within 24 hours of the game, so that's fantastic. So with the ins this week, we've got Ryan Burton, Asak Butters and Tom Cleary, and out are Bonner, Woodcock and Leonard. In my opinion, those are all great changes. What do you reckon? No doubt. No Not doubt it. about that. I think they're, they're strong changes. Obviously, Burton, if he can um, survive the entire match, that would be great. If not, if he can hobble on with the crutches and uh, hit Dangerfield in the head and concuss him, that would be great. Um, you know, Cleary coming back in, obviously he's got a point to prove um, after last time against Hawkins where he just dominated him and uh, and was the best player on the ground by an absolute mile. And Butters coming back in, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Like, uh, he's had a good rest now with his suspension and, um, yeah, hopefully he's um, chomping at the bit or champing at the bit to... Uh, to get in there and uh, and enjoy finals footy. Yeah, look, you've got to say that uh, there's a lot of, uh, what, 20-year-olds uh, that would be thinking, oh, I just got suspended for two games for doing something stupid, uh, and then then being able to come back in for a first final. I mean, that certainly says a little bit a little bit about the esteem that Zach's held in uh, and just how important he is to the side, I thought. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of players, after a two-week layoff for a stupid suspension, they might not rush right back in. But, uh Certainly seems to happen in this case, so that's great. That's it. Uh, Rick, what are your thoughts? Well, I think um, my observation is I think Zach is our new big time player. Like I think he's that influential in key moments as he's shown throughout the season. Um, mm. I'm very excited, for, and obviously you guys have a lot of loving for Zach, but um, I'm very excited, and I think he's going to stand up and deliver under uh, under pressure tomorrow night. I, I, yeah, I think all three changes are good cha- changes. I thought the the rumour of Cleary not being selected was a bit odd. It didn't seem right. Yeah, you know, I mean, even though uh, Hawkins did Bartham in the last game, um, yeah, I mean, I, I still think our defence needs Cleary, and and it was a bit. And a lot of commentators have said, you know, it's unfair to uh, blame Cleary for that massacre. Five weeks ago, it wasn't just his fault. The midfield uh, have to be a little bit culpable there as well, or a lot, um, and a forwards. So uh, yeah, and look, I think Butters is worth a gamble as far as I'm concerned. Uh, not Butters, um, Burton. I think he's a great player. Mm. Well, he's definitely part of our best eighteen. So you play him. You know, if he's fit, you play him. You got to play him, and you just you have to hope that the reward um, comes through with that risk. Absolutely. Yeah, 
And look, honestly, I think if you ever wanted a week that you didn't want every Port Adelaide fan at Adelaide Oval to have a audible reaction, it's this week. Like, you definitely do not want in the first quarter a Riley Bonner tackled um, uh, coming out yes. to the crowd because I've set the tone for the rest of the match. Mm. Um, regardless of whatever else happens, if that happened early on, you'd go, oh, my God. Well, hopefully it's <laughs> also not a Ryan Burton twanged hamstring as well. That would be... Yeah, but well, nice. I certainly agree with that, but that doesn't have quite the same effect on the crowd going, oh, and putting all the players off. Like, that definitely, like, we've had that. Yeah. that, that oh, I would have been happy if Bonner played. I would have been happy if he played. The one final that he played, he was one of our best players. So mm. I think uh, I think his style of play would suit fairly well against Geelong as well, in my opinion. Yeah, well, they're not mm. a strong tackling team, so that probably helps a little bit. Mm. Uh, all right, and as far as uh, Geelong, they've made a couple of changes sort of around the fringes, uh, although I guess one interesting one is, um, yeah, so uh, they've brought in Rhys Stanley and Tom Atkins and outs are Isabo Rattigalia and Jack Stephen. Both pretty uh, interesting, I reckon. Yeah. Both pretty interesting. Yeah. It's very annoying that Rhys Stanley's in because he, like, I don't know, he just seems to play really well against us every single time. Does. Kicks goals, gets Brownlow votes, just, you know, for some reason he just dominates against Port Adelaide and it's time for that to stop. Um, Jack Stephen going out is very interesting, I, I feel. Uh, he hasn't didn't had a great Lysa, year. Um, didn't Lysa smash Stanley last year? Uh, maybe. Someone, someone maybe. posted up on the board, I think, that uh, Lysa dominated Stanley last year. But, yes, I agree with you. Big well, once, in, once in the blue moon. But uh, Stanley seems to enjoy playing against Port Adelaide. And uh, Stephen being omitted is interesting because I thought um, they'd play him just as a, a biggish name, even though he hasn't had a great year. Um, you know, he can still uh, perform on the big stage. Um, but they're quite a quick team, Geelong. Certainly not down back, but um, forward of centre, they're very, very quick. And that's something that we need to uh, be mindful of. I think the really interesting thing about looking just specifically at Stanley and Redigalea is that... Um, Again, it looks like Geelong are, for me, it looks, that selection looks to me like Geelong are concerned about being exposed by someone being put under pressure. Because Asaba, absolutely, he's a, you know, he's a good young player, but he is wasteful. He can be uh, careless. Whereas Stanley, probably a bit less so. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think that's their focus. I think they're really worried about um, breaking their system or their system being broken by Port Adelaide. So that, that's good. That means we're a little bit inside their head, I would have thought. Mm. Mm-hmm. My bet is there's going to be a late change and he's going to come back in. Mm, you reckon? Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. A late change. But, like, look, I wouldn't mind that for us, honestly. I'd rather have Radaglia in. Well, they're, they're not yeah. very tall. They're not very tall. Like, a lot of people have, um, especially when it was rumoured that Cleary would be out, a lot of people were stressing about uh, the height in our uh, back line. But, you know, as named, they've only got one tall forward, which is Hawkins. Mm. And the rest are smalls. And even yeah. looking through the rest of their side, it's hard to see who else might play tall up forward for them, except for maybe Stanley when Blitzarves is in the ruck. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can certainly see Radicalia coming in as a late change for someone, whether it's Atkins or Myers or someone like that. I'm not sure, but I don't know. I can see it just as a bit of a, a, bit of a late change. Interesting. The, the part, the thing for me is, um, I thought we played Dangerfield pretty well. We're going to final siren and looking at the top twenty players. 
Paddy's sitting right at the top in the last five games played against us. He's uh, he's pretty much dominated with uh, 26 uh, average disposals and five tackles a game and one goal three. So I think, yeah, that's my concern. We need to really drive him down as significantly as possible. I think if we can stop him as much as we can, I think that will stop a lot of their forward entries. Yeah, absolutely. Look, he's um, he's dominating Estas. He's he's picked up um, uh, Brownlow votes in I think five of the last six games um, that he's played against Port Adelaide. So it's it's pretty significant when he plays against us. He plays really well, and for a long time we've struggled to deal with his pace and strength um, coming out of the midfield. And I thought we played him pretty well. Um, Earlier this year, I thought Jonas did a reasonable job on him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He, he's just a, such a hard matchup, such a hard matchup. And look, that midfield, you know, it's, it's all going to come down to that midfield battle. And yeah, we can talk about Cleary being one out against Hawkins and how that was such a bad matchup. And yeah, we we obviously can't allow. Like, it's all about the team defence this week. You can't allow that to happen again. But we can't allow them to dominate the midfield like they did against us earlier this year as well because you look at their midfield on paper and it's massive. It's just absolutely massive. You know, Dangerfield, multiple All-Australian. Guthrie's an All-Australian. Selwood's an All-Australian. Menegola should have been an All-Australian. Mitch Duncan's probably the best. Um, I don't know, the NBA's got something called the best sixth man. Yeah, if if the AFL had something similar, he would be it, I reckon. Um, and then you've got other players that can run through there, Dalhouse, Parfit. You know, they bat really deep through the midfield, and that's um, yeah, that's where it's going to be lost for us, I think. And if we can match them in in the midfield, break even there, then I think we're a huge chance of winning this one. So, Porsche, you would know you're probably the best out of the three of us with this. I think the last game. Part of our problem was, too, though, that we sort of got sucked into the contest and, and left Geelong with the outliers a bit too much, I thought. And yeah. um, and continuing on with that, so you'd answer both of these questions. Would we go, like, Selwood, Rockliffe, Boat, Guffrey, Wines, Dangerfield? The second one I'm not too sure about. That's probably, yeah, I don't know. Those particular matches I'm not really so sure about. But certainly last time we played against Geelong, um as Macca said, they're not that tall aside. Um, and we know that they play possession football. So giving them space is lucky. That's exactly what they want. Um, and every time we hit the ball, it seemed like it just we had, were agonising and struggling to get it to be a secure possession in our forward line. It was just really terrible. Um, so in terms of how we played them, it seems like we played them exactly wrong. And I hope we played them exactly right this time because realistically, and we know this as long-time Port fans who lived through late Choco, um, when you've got a smaller side and you're playing position football, you've really got to target well. So if we can exert pressure and we actually exert pressure, so yeah, okay, even if we lose a centre clearance, if we can at least make it so that the midfield don't have a free wall straight through half forward, we could really completely smash Geelong. We could genuinely smash Geelong. If we can control their, their passage from uh, the centre to half forward, that's where we need to beat them. And if we can do that, they won't be able to pinpoint um, and they're just going to be, become impotent. So if we can do that, that'll get it all on our terms and then we'll be able to do what we want to do going forward. But I think that's the most important thing for us is to say, okay, look, we might not always win from the, the rock chart, um, but uh, if we can control it and make it difficult for them to pinpoint, 
possessions going through to their half forward line. That's the most important thing we can possibly do in this game. Does that we, we, we need to cut their supply to their outside runners. Guys like Menegola and yep. Tui and Dalhouse and Duncan, they'll, they'll just destroy us yep. if we allow them. And uh, even including guys like Kolejasny and Buse, who will um, push up from the back line, we just can't allow that sort of outlet like uh, like what they had. Um, look, there's two main things which have to happen uh, to change what happened earlier this year, and that's don't allow... Hawkins to be one out, that's an absolute no-brainer. Because whatever happened that game didn't happen in any other game we've played this year or probably last year. So whatever we did or allowed them to do, that can't happen. And our delivery to Charlie Dixon has to be so much better than what it was against Geelong earlier this year. Because all we did was boot it high and he had three or four players up against him the whole game. And, um, you know, that was our one trick. But I don't think Marshall was playing that day. He's playing this time. Um, hopefully uh, he, as well as Laddams, uh, can have an influence. Well, Richard, yeah. Richmond, Richmond showed against Geelong too, though, just shutting down quickly their transition kicks and not allowing them yes. to shuffle around uh, yep. is imperative, right? And that's what Port Adelaide five weeks ago, six weeks ago didn't do. We just allowed that. We were so lethargic. It was just crazy. Right. So, um, But that's the key. And then they crumbled like within 10 minutes. When they couldn't move it around side to side mm. with that mm-hmm. Richmond game, that was it. They were gone. And then yeah. Richmond just blew them out of the water. Yep. 100%. And look, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you're saying that we can't let them get it to their outside players. Like, I don't care if they get it to their outside players as long as their outside players have to stop and look for an option. Like, that's for me. That's the main yeah, concern. Exactly right. But when they run yeah. in waves, that's when it's going to be a problem, a yeah. big problem. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Agree with that. Um. Yeah, all right. And just uh, moving along, I guess, uh, talking about the coach. So we've been talking about Chris Scott's got a good system. They've made a top four team for a long time. Are we concerned about what Chris Scott can pull out this week? Yes, because Geelong uh, regularly beat us. <laughs> and oh as, we, as we saw uh, earlier this year, he has a system that can destroy us. So, yes, we should absolutely be worried. No. Do you think he has any tricks that we haven't seen? Uh, probably not. No, I don't think he's got any new tricks um, mm. that we haven't seen. But the tricks that he's got are pretty good, as it is. Maca. Yeah. I mean, past performance is reflective of future performance, if you ask me, with Geelong. And, you know, I mean, his final... Aren't you supposed hey? to say the exact opposite? I know, but in this regard, <laughs> in football terms... I think with a 10-year coach, I think, uh, you know, I think we can see what's going to go on with the same team. It's not like Ken where he's redeveloped the side to create a, a different culture and a different result. He's sticking with the same players and doing Groundhog Day year after year. Um, I, would, I can't see how their finals performance, and even if they somehow do beat us, which I don't think they will, I just can't see how it's going to be different for them for the rest of the final series anyway. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, they would be concerned about a potential X factor. Like, uh, you know, obviously Butters is in great form. He's been really good. But like, even just someone like Rosie, you know, like he's been, had a shitty season, but it's finals now. So who knows, right? <laughs> That's the thing. You, you just don't know who's going to step up. Dersma, you don't know if Dersma's going to step up. He might do something. Yeah. Who's going to step up? And uh, There's a lot of talent to put out late, but maybe... Some of them had a really good season, some of them haven't. 
but that doesn't mean anything because it's finals now. And the capacities that we have to play a brand of football that traditionally stands up in finals, which is good contested football where you put your opponents under a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, if, I guess I mean, if I was a Geelong fan, that would be a huge concern for me. And you'd be wondering if this is the day that, uh, you know, you got caught. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess moving on from there to psychological advantage, like uh, I kind of feel like Geelong. <laughs> the fans, Geelong had the psychological advantage until we beat them in a final. But yeah, I don't know. Like, is that just? Are we happy to say that's the case? Have we conceded that? Well, it absolutely is the oh, case. It has to be. Has to be. It has yeah. to be. As I said, we've we've beaten them three times in sixteen years at the moment, so they've absolutely mm. got the wood on us psychologically, hundred percent. Fair enough. All right. Well, look, uh, we're at the time of the show. We normally do a few questions from Big Footy or from Spreaker. Have we got any so far? Um, from Elberton, uh, he's asked, uh, which cartoon character does Tom Cleary most resemble? Oh. Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I was going to say, like, one of the wacky races, like, I don't know, like Lazy Luke or someone like that. I don't know. I'm too old to remember cartoons. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Laugh Laugh has asked, uh, who does pie floaters in Adelaide, if anyone, and were they as good as I remember 15 plus years ago? O'Connell Street Bakery. And very good. Highly there recommend. you go. There you go. Uh, G-Bear has asked, uh, who are you most looking forward to seeing play tomorrow night? And who do you think will have a standout finals game? Zach Butters, Zach Butters. Look, the old head, for me, it's the old heads. I reckon uh, I'm really keen to see what Robbie Gray can do. He's been in fantastic form, so hopefully that continues. Okay. Travis Boak also been in fantastic form. Tom Rockliffe in fantastic form. I want to see what Hamish Hartlett can do. Um, yeah, Ollie Wines as well. So for me, it's, uh, it's the old heads. I think the, the two game influences out of those is, for me, that I'm interested is um, Marshall, who apparently some people want to drop for Westhoff, which I find humorous, and Laddams. Um, mm. And I thought Laddams' last game against Collingwood, he could have had an amazing game. He just was just at off that 5%, you know, balls bouncing off chest, all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, those two big boys, I think, could, could be game breakers for us if they mm. put it... Put the right output that they need. And Stevie Motlock me, as well I'm, against his old team. Yeah, just, about to, just about to say I'm fascinated to see what Stephen Motlock will do because I feel like the timing of his season and how he's been in and out and how he's just starting to get there now, <coughs> it's finals now. It's finals now. And that is the time that Motlock really wants to play. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see what he does. Is it going to be a story of overcommitting, trying too hard and not quite making it work, or is he actually going to stand up and kick, you know, three or four goals? It's entirely possible. Mm. It'd be really interesting to see how he uh, stands up and uh, faces this uh, kind of pressure. And indeed, if there's going to be all that much pressure on him, because you look at the team, those three ins we mentioned today, like that massively improved our team. Like those three outs that, yeah, okay, Woodcock's been playing well, but Butters in is a huge benefit. It's a huge threat. Um, Burton is obviously more challenging than Bonner and lean it out and query in like that helps tools up a hole in our defense. So where are the, where are the obvious weak spots for Geelong to exploit? Like they're not really there. Probably Laddams is the, no. the most exploitable, but that means that, you know, a guy like Stephen Motlop, who's had an up and down season, 
maybe he's low enough exposure that he can have a really good game. Yeah. Hopefully. So Hopefully. we're interested in watching the whole team play, basically. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, look, look, we didn't mention Darcy Van Jones. That's sort or of the middle, Darcy, middle yeah. bracket. Or, Bra- yeah. or, Brad, or Brad Ebert. Brad, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there, Brad. Come on. Uh, G-Bear, well, the, these two sort of questions can, can be combined from G-Bear and Glitch. Um, G-Bear asked, uh, how big were the melts today based on pure rumours? And Glitch asked, uh, is this the first time Ken has ever bluffed this board with his selections? What do you mean bluffed? Like, well, the, the big, big rumour coming out was that Cleary wouldn't be selected, was that he was fit but would not be selected. That was the huge rumour for the last day or, or two days. And mm. um, he comes out today and uh, says that, uh, no, he will be selected, and here he is, he's actually selected. So usually the rumours that come out about Port Adelaide are pretty much spot on because, um, you know, we don't like to play sort of ducks and drakes with our selections. And uh, as we know, we like to announce them on a Monday morning, just about. And, sure. um, and yeah, so... I don't know. It was uh, it was certainly interesting. I, I was a bit surprised to see that uh, Cleary was named. That's for sure. Maybe it was a bit of a leak test. It could have been a leak test. It could absolutely have been a leak test. And it worked. <laughs> it would have worked. Yeah. 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 And well, last questions. Oh, you go, Portia. No, I was just going to say, uh, that room has got me really worried now that they're going to drop into the last minute for West Off. <laughs> um, I'd be, I, doubt I, I would say if it's going to happen, it would be for Bonner. Well, and if uh, it's going to happen, it would have to be because his hamstring's still doubtful. Yeah, maybe. It maybe. would have to. It would only, That would have to be the only reason. Uh, surely. No, nah, he's fit, mate. He's fit and ready to go. Absolutely. Already, he's playing. Yeah. Good. Uh, Blag has asked uh, Burton starting on the bench or the field. He'll, uh, start, he'll, he'll start on the field. He'll start on the field. Yeah. Where's he named? Back I'm pretty sure he's named him on the field, yeah. Well, they need be starting on the field shortly. Mm. <laughs> Will we put Cleary straight back on Hawkins? Yes. Yes. Why not? Because he can't really play been, on anyone else, but wouldn't to it be honest. worse for the guy? Like, if you shielded him from Hawkins in the beginning, well, that's going to just create any some doubt from the get-go that you've got no trust, right? So surely you have to uh, back him in. But saying that, he's on the bench and McKenzie's at full-back. Mm. So who knows? Do we try and, and rough him up a bit, Hawkins? Do we want to see Cleary no. go out there and just we bump do, into him straight we away? Do not, we do not want to give no. the umpires any ammunition to give soft free kicks to Geelong. Mm. If you're going to rough someone up, Maka, this is the thing, this is the important thing about when Port Adelaide decide to rough a player up, it should be a player that's going to be genuinely influential. So it should be, as we mentioned earlier, they're outside runners that can hit up targets. That's who we should be roughing up, and that'll yeah. probably start a fight. But that's exactly who we should be giving a really tough time this week. Hmm. Fair enough. And last question is a 117-point Port victory out of the question with the reduced quarters. Yeah, I mean, I think that's out of the question, but I certainly can see that we might have a 40-point win. I think 107 points is gettable, maybe not 117. 
Yeah, okay. Might be a bit challenging. Uh, yeah. And probably be a bit wasteful, honestly. We've we don't, we've had one of those finals, but uh, prelim in 2007, and we just completely annihilated uh, North Melbourne, which was very satisfying, but uh, ultimately was kind of a letdown. Mm. All right, that's it. Questions are done. All right. Lovely. Yeah. Right. Okay, so moving along, we'll just get into the final set. So uh, if I can get your winning sides and margins, please. You go, Rick. Uh, Port Adelaide by... 37 points. I like it. I like it. Very confident. I'm very, very confident. Blood's (laughs) pumping now. I'll I'll save Maccas. I'll do mine now. Um, I reckon Port Adelaide. I'm I'm around about the same mark as you there, Uh, uh, Rick. I reckon probably Port by 40. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, Because I think that they can break down. So we'll say that. And Maka, do you want to? What are you going to tell us? What are you going to well, do? Mate, I'm I'm shaking with nerves here. I'm shaking. It's uh, I don't know. Look, I've been confident for the last you know nine or ten days. I've thought, yep, we can beat Geelong. We can beat Geelong. We can beat Geelong. Now it's coming close to the to the time, and uh, I'm not so sure anymore. I'm not so sure. It depends on the midfield, as I said. If um, if they get their outside run going, yeah, it's going to be very very difficult. Um, if we can stop that then um, it should be ours because I like our team. I think we match them well all over the ground. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still pretty confident. So, for me, it's Geelong by 11 points. <laughs> Such a pussy. <laughs> so, what happened to you saying Port Adelaide by nine points yesterday? No, that was two days ago, mate. Two days ago. It's gone Port Adelaide by nine points, Port Adelaide by three points, Geelong by 11 points. Where are you, where are you sitting, Macca? Where am I sitting? Uh, up the top of the riverbank stand, mate. Uh, nice. You got your same trusty seats? Well, kind of. I've got to say, the, the, the ticketing process was an absolute farce trying to get tickets to this. It's been absolutely fine all year ordering tickets, but for some reason at 9.01, all the Category 1, Category 2, Category 3 tickets were all sold or all unavailable, and mm-hmm. um, which made it you know, which made me skitch, skitch out a bit and uh, ended up, I don't know. It, it took what has normally taken like eight minutes. It took 38 minutes to get tickets. And that's what I ended oh. up with. And um, I'm happy I got them because they're kind of almost where my season tickets are. So it's not, not too bad. Nice. But yeah, they, ne- they need to sort that out because if 80% of the ground is Category 1 and... They've blocked them all at nine oh two. You know that's a bit of a problem. How would you even staff that? Sorry, I mean, how would you even staff that? You know, it's bizarre to even be able to do that. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, moving on. High score kicker. This is the high score kicker for Port Adelaide. Oh, good question. I'm going to say. Robbie I guess Gray. the question is: Do you see this being a high scoring game, or is it going to be another low scoring? Uh, game that we've seen most often this year? No, I reckon we'll kick about 90 points. Okay. I reckon it'll be low scoring until we break Geelong, and then it'll be game on. Fair enough. It'll be. It'll just be interesting if it'll be like one of those arm wrestles and then we break them in a quarter, like the third or fourth quarter, or we're going to, if we sort of break it early and then, um, and then just sort of maintain. Um, and I think that's where Port Adelaide's been good this year. We, we've sort of been out of control momentum a lot better. 
than in previous seasons. And um, yeah, I, 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 that's, I suspect it will be one of those arm wrestles and with Geelong's experience, and I'd say their legs compared to Port's legs with our additional youth to them, we should be able to have that extra run and carry, I reckon, halfway through the third, and I reckon that's when we'll probably break them a little bit. And okay. I, I think Dixon will kick a couple influential goals, but Robbie Gray will probably bob up with three or four, I'd say. Nice. Mecca? Oh, my turn. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring. I reckon it's going to be like 50 to 39, something like that. So in that case, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Robbie's going to kick two. And I think uh, Charlie will kick two. I'm going to go Motlock with three personally. I reckon uh, it's going to come down to... Oh, how good would that be? <laughs> if we can get three, three four clear at, like, after halftime, if we're three four clear after halftime uh, and we're controlling the match, I think the Geelong will be keeping in mind they have to play next week. <laughs> like They were just so consciously in the back of their mind, which it already would be, and it will for any team that's playing fourth or third. Uh, they'd be thinking there's a good chance we'll be playing again next week. Uh, and so if that happens, then I think it'll open up. And I think certainly, I really think he's a strong candidate to kick balls this week. I've said it before in previous times, not necessarily so much this year, but I've certainly said it first even before. I really hope he actually does it this time because um, it'll be really great to see. Uh, weekly update, how good is Zach Butters? Pretty good. Pretty damn good. How good is Zach Butters? He is very good. Oh, my goodness, he's amazing. Oh, well, just like I said, his, his composure for a young kid in pressure moments, he's done it numerous times this year. You think, I can't remember the game, but his intercept um, tap, which then he handballed it off to Robbie Gray, I reckon. Um, was that against Richmond? We just read the play off the in the half-forward line and then... Uh, then obviously the the top Scott Lysett uh, play, you know, he's just he, he just bobs up at the right time and does the right things. He's a classy player yes. and hard yes. and hard for a, a little kid, bloody hard. His game sense is oh, for me like his game sense is Wanganine esque. Like it is exactly yeah. that. It's, yep. You look Good at call. Gavin Wanganine and you say, oh, that was a fantastic game. And it might not be that any particular kick or mark or hand pass or tap or anything was particularly exceptional, but because it was the important one at the right time, that was why it was excellent. And I think we're on track for that with uh, Zach, personally. There we go. Uh, next check, Zach Hinckley. Sign him up. Five years. <sighs> Rick, what are your thoughts? One year. 2025, mate. Make it happen. I think... Think no, no, no. He's he's like a thirty-year-old footy player now. He should be secure in his job and just one year at a time. I uh, like I said, I've said numerous times, Macker, and you know this. I think he's heavily reliant uh, on his assistants, coaches, and whether he's a great coach or a good coach. And I just it just worries me giving someone like that another five-year contract when he's relying on the people around him. Because if Bassett and Schofield and Montgomery, if those guys get poached, well, then what are we going to be left with again? You know, cardboard mate, cut out and missing mate, finals. Mate, I would give him the Buddy Franklin, the nine-year deal, personally. No. Jesus. <laughs> Stop staring, man. Oh, oh, for me, my opinion on the Sackingley thing is I can wait a week at a time, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I, have, we go I have the scars of no finals for six seasons to uh, continue, mm. or with one sorry, with one failed final. No winning final. Yeah. 
no winning finals uh, for our, for us to uh, put the gun in the holster on a big contract. Fair <laughs> but he deserves at least one year. Yeah. And uh, just moving on to the last question, uh, which other games are you particularly looking forward to? I guess there's not many, so why are you looking forward to might be the question. Wait, wait, but back on port for one second. What oh, about the uh, the discussion topic of um, apparently uh, KT offered to stay on and he got the thanks but no thanks? Good. I think that's <laughs> fair. I think that's probably fair. Extremely. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, like, hey, mate, you, you, re- you resigned. You wanted to go. Um, I know the market's shit, but bad luck. You know, we've moved on. Yep. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Completely agree. Uh, so, yeah, the original question. Other teams this week. So, we've got uh, Brisbane versus uh, Richmond. They're all good. They are. They're, they are. This is, this is a great first week of finals, I reckon, because West Coast it's, Collingwood, obviously, with their recent history, you know, played in a grand yeah. final a couple of years ago. That's going to be a huge game to see if Collingwood can uh, can overcome a Perth trip. Um, mm. Saints-Bulldogs, two sort of youngish teams, up and coming, I guess. You know, that's going to be a, a really interesting one. And Brisbane-Richmond to see if Brisbane can, uh, uh, can get some revenge on uh, the qualifying final from last year against Richmond. Yeah, and uh, look, the fact that Brisbane's uh, at the Gower, it's going to make that the interesting factor there. And particularly as Richmond, recognising that the games first of the finals uh, are quite likely to be played at the Gower, particularly the grand final, do they make? Do they want to make a statement this week? Are they capable of making a statement this week against Richmond, Brisbane and just uh, stealing that home final, that technical home final away from them? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Very tight final probably, series, I think. That's probably the game, isn't it? You know, like, can... can Brisbane overcome the Richmond Demons, a bit like us with Geelong, but it, theirs, mm. is even, theirs is even worse. Um, you know, so, and I don't know, I just think Richmond, Richmond's all performed a little bit better, but it's almost a bit like Port 2005, you know, but obviously they made the top four, whereas we didn't. But I can just see that maybe, maybe finals, uh, they might just cough up a performance. So I'm going to go, I think Brisbane will beat them. Fair enough. All right. Uh, well, look, I mean, I guess in that case, we're done for the night. So uh, I guess any any final thoughts on the match coming up tomorrow? It's going to be exciting being there Let's for finals. Let's get drunk and just yell abuse at the umpires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, if there's nothing else in that case, uh, all we'll have to say is uh, carport. Carport. Port. 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 Port.